Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, hey, hey. What's up, party people? Hey, you guys. Welcome back to the after show for the amazing Killing Eve. I am your host, Erica Edwards. I couldn't do it without the crew, which is the very lovely the super, super killing Eve fan. Man, give it up for Mia Bravo. Hey, girl. Hey. Erica, that was the best intro. You're always so fun with those. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. Well, hey, guys. So happy to be here. We love seeing all your comments and everything in the live chat. So keep that up. Um, it's a good time. I'm so happy. Yay, yay, yay. So this is episode six. So over the top, we'll start it off with how did you feel about this episode overall? I, I really, when it first started, I was like, this really picked up, huh? Like it just like right off the bat, we're like, Nico, okay. He survived. Like I was so happy, but I was also confused because everyone that like, I know not everybody likes Nico. They like don't think they don't care about him. They think he's a <laughs> character, but you know how I feel. So I was like, oh my God, I'm so happy he's alive. But then I was sad. I was like, oh my God, is he going to have to like speak to the machine his whole life? Like, oh, he might as well, you know, have just croaked. So I feel really bad about that. And then the shot when it showed his wedding ring, I was like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. I was just so sad. But um, overall as an episode, I feel like we learned a lot of integral information I think it was a little bit slow for me, but um, yeah, I mean, we learned very important things. Like I feel like it picked up halfway through was when it was like, boom, 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 which is kind of how like all the episodes have been this season. Like right. it'll be really slow and then it'll just be like, boom, event after event after event. And you're like, oh my gosh. So um, yeah, that's basically how I felt about it. But what did you think? Did you think it was slow or did you kind of enjoy the pace? Cool with the pace. I think, I think there were so many sort of, little details that you kind of had to sort of focus on. So I appreciate that there wasn't, you know, a lot of over the top killing or whatever. So you can kind of see, I guess, where everyone sort of was emotionally as well. So let's start it off, um, you know, I guess off the top really with Nico's not dead. And Eve is in Poland, you know, by his bedside being chewed out by her father. So how did you feel about that whole dynamic between uh, Nico, Nico's father and Eve? I thought it was interesting. I mean, it just seems like there's some tension there. And um, it was just fun to see that dynamic because I feel like we don't clearly like we've only seen them together, their whole relationship. And so to add that in was interesting, I thought. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, I agree. It was interesting to see that, you know, apparently Nico's family like never accepted her from the very beginning. So that was like really interesting. And as you brought up, like, even though he, you know, types off, piss off forever, he's still wearing his wedding ring. He seems to almost sort of like um, 
he doesn't ask her necessarily, you know, at that point, I guess where the father is still there, he still sort of seems like he's on her side and he kind of breaks up their little argument or whatever. So I think it's an interesting way that it was played where it seems like she's still sort of, he's giving her enough where it's like he's mad, but he's still dropping some clues where she might have hope, which I think is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. There's like some hope there. Oof. I wonder what will happen. <laughs> yeah, maybe he'll type his way out of it. So. <laughs> True. Fingers crossed. Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, so we see this little sort of um, juxtaposition where first we see her with family and then we see her, you know, back at the paper and they're kind of going through who they think, um, you know, attacked Nico. And it's interesting because as I said, for some reason, I always felt like she's going to know it's not Villanelle, even though everybody else is like, it's her, it's her, it's her. Um, What were your thoughts about that, about her sort of having this instinctive feeling that it's not Villanelle? She It's just like they know each other and it's like this feeling. And I honestly am like, it's interesting because I feel like Eva's so smart and intelligent and she clearly was picked, this whole thing started, her whole job with them started because she's smart and she knows how serial killers work in their minds and is fascinated by it. But it's also, I feel like this like just guttural, like like she just knows, like it, it's facts because she's like, okay, that's a little bit off. But then she's also just like, I know this isn't right. This can't be her, yada, yada. And I also could not believe that she even mentioned the bus in front of them. I was like, oh, oh, she said it like- now they're going to be asking questions. So um, yeah, I thought that was an interesting scene. And I, I want to see more of um, Homeboy. I love him. Like him and Eve. Remember we thought they were going to have something. <laughs> I'm like, is it going to happen or not? I don't know. But anyways, yeah, I thought that was um, a good scene. It was a good indicator. Like I, I didn't think that this episode right away would jump into Eve knowing that it was villain. It was not uh, Villanelle. I thought it was going to be an episode or two. And then she's like, wait, you didn't do it. But I really, I don't know. I guess I underestimated her. I really didn't think she'd pick up on it so fast and think, think it through that clearly, but. Yeah. But I think, you know, uh, I, okay. If anybody in the chat knows the name of the chubby guy, but he was kind of like, well, you know, and there's a point that if it was really Villanelle, it's likely that he would actually be dead. You know what I'm saying? Like, would she yeah. like, do it and then mess up, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That'd be her thing. You know, she is a little bit of a stronger, um, you know, she's a little bit better than that. And so yeah. it was interesting. Uh, you know, I think that was one of the questions, although it was crassly put, I think that's a good point that Villanelle is, you know, at least when she's on her game, um, you know, she has them more together. And I think they also, you brought out the point that the same way, um, Villanelle imitated Dashka. Someone was imitating Villanelle in this kill. Mm-hmm. So, and she, uh, to some extent, was able to pick up on it. So I found that was like, you know, like you said, I think part of it was her just not wanting to believe it too, I would guess, you know? Yeah. What do you think? Do you think she, yeah. she figured it out by deductive reasoning or was this her heart thing that she doesn't think Villanelle did? That's a really good question. And I think, I really think it was 50-50. And I don't think it was like disbelief necessarily. Like, I don't think it was an emotional, um, 
oh my gosh, no, it couldn't have been Villanelle. Like, even when she said like, no, she could, he's off limits. I think at some point that was her word. She said, we both know it, Nico's off limits. But I think it was an emotional where it's like, no, oh my gosh, there's no way Villanelle would do that to him. Like, I think it was a like, like, no, we know the business we have. We have like this unsaid deal. I don't think she'd do it. Like, I think it was more in between like facts. And like I said, the guttural instinct somewhere where she was like, yeah, this isn't adding up. This isn't right. I think it was a little bit of both. Very true, very true, very true. And so now let's move on to, since we're back on, you know, London soil, uh, Carolyn had some really interesting kind of scenes in this episode that I thought, that I thought were really, that showed sort of a, you know, uh, sort of more of her, oh, I'm, I'm still, I still got my agent vibe going on. Uh, <laughs> What were your feelings about sort of like one Eve goes to Carolyn to get information about Dushka and then sort of, you know, Carolyn has these sort of rendezvous where she's getting information and she's picking up Constantine and all of that. Gosh, what are your thoughts about those scenes? Okay, uh, if I had to do the list of all the scenes, okay, I'll, I'll try and start because my thoughts are all over the place with her. But I just was like, I love being back in her world because I, I really enjoyed being in Villanelle's world right. last episode where we were just like fully engulfed and that was really cool. But it's good to have Carolyn back and to see her back in her element, like you said. And it's like each week she's becoming, not that she ever like, Carolyn, like we said this, Carolyn's a whole mood. She hasn't really lost herself since Kenny's death and she's been pretty consistent and remains a badass bitch. But I think, like you said, she's just getting back into her vibe of like her questioning and trying to get to the bottom of this. And um, when she approached the guy or the guy who's like filling in as her boss, who we later find out, Ooh, more thoughts on that later. Oh my gosh. Constantine. I said, what? But imagine a workplace where you can trust no one that exchange that as a writer, that dialogue, and I know you're a writer too, that dialogue I thought was so sharp and good. But he was like, uh, she was like, so are you one of them? And he was like, I don't know, are you one of them? And she's like, well, can I trust you? And he's like, well, can you? Can I trust you? And it was just like this simple back and forth, but it was like so real and I was totally engulfed. And I was like, this is how it would go when you realize like, can I actually trust these people? I know something you don't know. And at the same time, I do know what you know, but it's unsaid. And I thought that was a really cool dynamic. Um, and I'm interested to see his character come into play more. Um, so that that was my first thought as far as Carolyn's scenes with that whole office scene. But what do you think about that? No, I, I thought it was so um, kind of interesting, the subterfuge. And then when she realized, okay, if he sent this before, and obviously someone, you know, her boss had stolen it. So it was interesting when she went to him and he was kind of like, well, we both work here, so we already know. Uh, so I thought he played it really cool, um, you know, but it was kind of like the whole time I was like, did he book her office or something? Like, I'm like, I wouldn't work in there, girl. Who knows? I was like, no, don't, don't say nothing, don't do nothing. <laughs> that magnet is about to come back into play. Who knows what it is? The painting on the wall, the stapler. Yeah, and it's, what's anything. always interesting, I think, with Carolyn is that uh, there's so many of these, you know, she has so many of these incidences where it's like she's so hardcore, but then there's so many of these other, you know, like Constantine and so many others where it appears that she's had some sort of sexual interlude. So it's interesting to see that on one hand, she's uh you know she's kind of closed like she's not um 
open with her heart, but she's still kind of like, I guess certainly back in the day was free with her sexuality. Mm-hmm. So that was always really interesting. Yeah. 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 Um, the scene with um, Carolyn and Constantine. Yeah, that was so I? good. I loved that scene because I had said from the beginning, like, okay, he's doing something with the daughter. And it was yeah that um, I was like, that's the only reason why he's there. You know, like, why is he, why she keep running into him on the street? Uh, you know, but the moment when he was like, he called to see if um, I was his father. And my question to you is, do you feel that that's what really happened? Or do you feel like that was Constantine's like, you know, get out of jail free car? Like, okay, if I, if I tell her this, She's going to be so free. She won't ask me. What are your thoughts? Okay. So you're asking if, so you're, the the question you're asking, you think that he is the father and you're asking whether I think that his response to Carolyn was one of truth. Like he really was like, I didn't know what I didn't say anything. No, 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 no. No, that's not my question to you. She was like, why did he call you? I think clearly Kenny was obviously investigating the twelve. So okay. he may have called Constantine to be like, are you my father? Or he may have called Constantine to get information on the 12. Got you. So to me, okay. I feel like Constantine may have thrown that out as I think he's my son. I think this is a way to get Carolyn to back down. And let me just say, this is what he asked me and freak her out. Okay. I see what you're saying. That's Got question. it. Um, I think that's a total possibility. I did not think that until you just said it, but, um, I, no, no, no. I love that. This is why you're so, and I was going to say literally my first note in the section was, oh my gosh, holy shit. Erica was right. (laughs) As far as Constantine and the daughter, I was just like, this is wild. Um, but I, I'm not, I, I, I I think that's gotta be a possibility. I think it's a total, like Constantine is very smart and I feel like he is so like he doesn't get enough credit because he has really worked behind the scenes even all throughout all these seasons he's really just like masterful in his sneaky with sneaking right. in a way that Villanelle and Carolyn everybody even though they may be cool calm collected like Constantine is warm unlike a lot of them I think and he gets people on his side but then he'll be doing things that we don't even know about and you're like what so I wouldn't put it past him for him to literally tell Carolyn yeah that's what it was and it wasn't that at all. So yeah. Or, or I would say this too, I guess, you know, as I think about it, like part of me feels like, okay, how many calls were there to Russia? Like mm-hmm. maybe that was a, an issue for Kenny, but it still seems like, okay, this is a way for it to m- seem as if you did not send him to his death. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like you do want to get out of that. So, yeah. uh, you know, so I, I don't know, like I'm 50, 50, but it was interesting Carolyn's reaction Mm. because uh you know she never really exactly answered the question okay I'm gonna get a shout out to the people in the chat yes for joining us thank you so much so uh hi tailored Nick J ER's grandpa yes grandpa every week okay so it says who's your who's your um who's your guest for who killed Kay at this point um, oh wait, okay, so Taylor says, I don't think he lied in that situation because he knows Carolyn would pick up on it. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think 
here's the thing. I think that, uh, I think, you know, uh, Taylor has a point. I think Carolyn would pick up, but I think any good lie has a portion, excuse me, a portion of truth in it. So mm-hmm. I also feel like he probably in his head has always thought he was Kenny's father, obviously. And, you know, either way it goes, but we will see, you know, who's right or whatever. But I do feel like, uh, you know, I do feel like he found a way out. And I think that it's naive to assume that he didn't do something that got Kenny killed. You know what I'm saying? If Kenny is calling him, like, I don't know if Kenny's just calling him like, okay, are you my dad while I'm investigating the 12? Like he could, Hmm. like that could be, you know, like a side thread, but it's an interesting timing choice that now, you know. So do you think that he is Kenny's father? Do you think he is? Well, I don't know. I think so to some extent, because um, when Carolyn goes home to her daughter, that whole conversation about you were your father's and Kenny was mine does make you wonder, like, was Kenny hers? You know, did the father not understand him because he wasn't really his real father? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's it could go. I don't know. Like, I, I think I to some extent would, you know. I don't know, because I think as we've come to learn, Carolyn was a little bit more free back in her younger days. So maybe Constantine don't know. Maybe she don't know. You know, who knows? This is is just getting wild. Okay, I need to know updates immediately on this next episode. Writers, if you don't, you need to write it in real quick. Just reshoot the whole damn thing. Because I want to know next time what the heck is going on. But I think that's right to, um, in the chat, thank you for saying that. I, I think that it... It's true. I feel like Constantine, if he, whatever he said to Carolyn, she would know if it was a lie. So I think that yeah. it's true. the way they both reacted. I feel like they're, they did both know something that we as a viewers don't know yet. I think that he might be the father. I think he maybe is. It's just so weird to think about. I don't yeah. know. I think so. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> like, I don't think, I so. think that if, I think he's always suspected, you know what I'm saying? Because I think obviously the timing for Kenny to ask for it to be an issue, clearly the timing must have been there. And uh, and it's interesting to see when we get back to when Carolyn gets home with her daughter, that whole scene with her daughter where she's kind of like, yeah, we've never really gotten along. And Kenny was the one I really, you know, yeah. dived with. So how did you feel about her Whew. interaction with the daughter, which was kind of tough to watch, honestly? It was. I mean, we, I think we are on the same page as we love Carolyn. We think she's a badass, but that was a little like, that was harsh for her to say that. Like you were your father's, Kenny was mine. Basically you, we both know that we don't get along. You're here. Let's just make the most of it. Like whatever. I don't really care about you. I mean, <laughs> she said, let's just keep it average between us, sis. Like I could not believe she said that to her daughter. Like I was just <laughs> so shook that she actually said it. But um, I think it was kind of good that she, I, I guess like the silver lining is that it's good that she put it out there. It's good that she was like, hey, let's just acknowledge that we're both really trying, but it's not ever going to be that way. So let's just be cool with how it is. Like, I guess that's good. But from a mother to daughter, I, I don't know. Yeah, do that was, you yeah, know, I agree. I think it was really tough and it made her, excuse me, it made her come off like really cold and a little bit harsh, but then- you know, then she cuts herself or whatever. And then when she's like, okay, but yeah, while I'm pretending to like your food, you can tell me what you were doing with Constantine. And so the daughter is like, uh, okay. (laughs) Smooth with a V. 
<laughs> oh, so what were your thoughts on sort of how the daughter seemed to handle it or take it? Or what do you think it's going to mean to the daughter, actually, at this point? I don't know. I just, I, I didn't, I was so stuck on the fact that she literally might have kissed her brother's dad. Like that is so, makes me a vomit. It's vomit inducing. It's so gross. Like, I don't know if that's true yet or not, but I mean, I, I'm curious how this will play out in future episodes. That's what I'm thinking as far as plot. Like, I wonder if we'll see them together. Um, the daughter and Constantine, or if we'll just kind of go more behind the scenes, like we never do anything, we'll never see anything with them, other than their conversations they had that one time on the street, and I think a few other interactions. But um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, this is literally my constant state right now with the show is I don't know. I'm like, could be, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> what about you? Um, I think it was tough for the daughter, as we mentioned, to hear, but I think to some extent, maybe this would be her chance to kind of get a little bit more understanding um, of her mother and kind of where they are. And it's not, you know, cause I think the daughter always comes off as, you know, always feeling so, um, so hurt or whatever. And then it's clear from what Carolyn said that she too kind of feels judged by the daughter. So mm-hmm. I think it was interesting for the daughter to kind of hear that, you know, on both sides, they're both kind of, trying to make it work and, you know, having these struggles with it. So I think it was interesting. And I think it'll be interesting to see what she comes up with because Constantine said, oh, okay, she kissed me. But we don't know what they've done because we haven't seen yeah, it. You know what I'm so saying? True. So I'm like, she could have slept with him. She could, she could be pregnant right now. Who knows? Oh my gosh. The family lines. I'm like, bleh, bleh. <laughs> Crazy. This is gonna, oh my gosh be nuts but yeah so who knows but it's interesting to see carolyn i guess like you know really up on her secret agent game so that was fun to watch um let's talk a little bit about constantine because we got a lot of scenes this episode with constantine and villanelle and constantine and his daughter so finally we see that constantine is tired of living that double agent life or whatever agent life he's living and is uh, trying to (laughs) escape. So what are your thoughts about Constantine and that first sort of scene at the hockey game with, or, you know, hockey practice or hockey game, I should say, with Villanelle? First of all, I cannot believe Villanelle teared up. Like she was really, her eyes were watering and I was like, oh my gosh, she really... Is she upset that she killed her mother? Is she not? Like, who knows? Because, okay, I just want to be very clear. We don't know for sure yet if she's a sociopath or a psychopath. She could just be a killer. We don't know yet, right? Right. Okay, so, so, I think. Yeah, like, we can assume, I guess, but, right? It's like, we don't know for sure, so that it is good because it gives her, you know, she's a complex character, which is nice, which is why I think they haven't, like, told us really straight up. And in the live chat, comments, correct us if, guys sometimes know more than we do which is why we love you guys um but yeah I really want to know because like she I couldn't believe she was crying that she killed her mom like it just seemed I don't know if we've seen that from her so far so that was interesting um even though the scene was about Constantine you know in some way I I thought that was interesting with with Villanelle um and I just love seeing now this like double daughter 
vibe going with Villanelle and Constantine's daughter. Like, I just think it's so interesting to see them together. And when she came out of their rink and was like, you missed my goal in the last minute because of her. Like, I hope she's not coming with us. I just thought that was super cool. Um, and then when they were in the car together, I was like, is he going to be okay with them hanging out? Because like he knows what Villanelle's done. So I don't know. Does he want his daughter around this? I don't know. Um, so yeah, a lot of emotions and wondering his motives. I feel like as viewers, we can see into the, some of the other characters' minds, but I honestly never really know what's going through Constantine's. He's the one that I'm like, what is, what's happening up there? Like, I don't know anything. So what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I think it was really interesting to see, like you mentioned, Villanelle legitimately, I think outside of Eve, this is the first time that something's really seemed to affect her really deeply. And I think that just because someone may even be a sociopath or a psychopath, I don't know if that necessarily means they don't feel anything. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe they just don't feel things as regular normal people would. Hmm. So it's interesting to see that although she feels her mother deserved it. And what was interesting is we don't fully know exactly, I guess, what, and we discussed this a little bit last week, what exactly her mother did because Constantine was... Um, his response was sort of like, oh, okay, you were supposed to just, you know, grow up and realize that, uh, I don't know if he said that she was evil or whatever. So it was interesting because it seems mm -hmm. like they're aware of, you know, she's probably more than just mean, or she probably did something more than just leave her at this orphanage, for one, for her to mm -hmm. feel like because of her mother, she's this, you know, sociopathic killer. Yeah. So I think that's interesting. I think, um, Constantine's, I guess his love for both of his daughters um, is sort of interesting. So now, do you feel that when he was like, okay, I'm going to send for you, that he really meant he would send for her? I don't, I don't think so. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a tough one. Like part of me was like, okay, that is kind of what he would say. Is he choosing arena over Villanelle would he really yeah. just leave Villanelle you know that's a yeah. tough one to say yeah um, I think that's really a challenge to say and I think but I think she was right to not believe him for sure mm -hmm. like okay really all right yeah um but he does have the point that if you start to act differently then they're gonna know something is up and they'll kill all of us right yeah 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 so now what did you think about Villanelle picking up arena like I said, I was just like, they're really going to hang out together. <laughs> like, I was just like, this is, it was a cool dynamic that I like wasn't expecting, I think. Um, so that was cool. And it was like good to see them bond. And I just like wondered, you know, if anything would happen. And I feel like it was cool to see that because I feel like we've seen Vilna really, I think she missed out on childhood course right. some capacity and so I feel like we constantly have seen these threads where she really bonds with these young people and I don't know if it's like you know space or time where it's because um you know young people are more impressionable but I feel like we've seen her with like these young males the teen boys but now to see her with like this like feminine energy who's younger I feel like they were really it was like Thelma Louise vibes I was digging it I was like hell yeah like crank it up so um I thought it was a cool scene um yeah I thought it was really cool what about you yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I honestly thought she was going to, like, kidnap her or something. So I was like, okay, this would be a guarantee that Constantine won't leave without you. So I, so when the little girl was like, I'm not going anywhere with you, I was like, okay, well, she is 
And Villanelle was like, okay, you can do whatever you want to do. And that was persuasive enough to get her in the car. But it did seem like it was a very fun scene. Villanelle, you know, certainly didn't kill her. Um, And it was interesting, the whole discussion that they had about the stepfather. What are your thoughts about Arena and her, you know, and her, I should say her mother's boyfriend, because I don't think they're actually married. That guy gives me the heebie-jeebies. The minute he was like, oh, it's your time of month. Then he was like, whatever. But I don't remember what he said after that. He's like, it's your time of month, something, something. Oh, yeah, put a smile on. I was like, ew. The worst <laughs> kind of guy. Get out my face. And then when she was saying all that stuff, I was kind of like, yeah. I mean, it's true. And I guess it's, it is weird because the mom, the mom still doesn't have any idea, right? Constantine's wife has no idea that he's dead still or that, or does he, does she think he's dead? Things. We haven't heard anything, I don't think, either way about yeah. us, about what the, because we haven't seen her mother. Yeah. Not that I can recall anyway. Yeah. Um, now, what's interesting, I think, about Arena is it turns out, which I kind of have thought this all along, is that Constantine loves them both because they're, because um, Arena and Villanelle are so similar. So I think he sees a lot of Villanelle in Arena. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. Which is kind of like, you know, why I don't think he's that shocked at the end of the episode when she runs the father down. He was um, not shocked at all. He was yeah. like, he was literally like, hmm. <laughs> I was like, is he going to react? I was like, is he frozen? Like reminding my TV, is he all right? Yeah, yeah. So how did you feel in that scene? Like, were you shocked by her doing that? I, I was shocked. I was shocked that she did it. Um, I didn't think that she, I mean, you once, once we were in the scene, you can kind of see it coming a little, but I didn't think she'd actually do it. I thought she was just thinking about it and thinking through it. But then when she was like, I'm going for it. And then when she literally was like, <laughs> rolled him back over, I was like, oh, this girl has been hanging out. With, she hung out with Villanelle one too many times. Like, that's <laughs> it. All right. But um, yeah, I mean, I didn't think she was going to do it at first. So, I mean. He seemed like a butt. I'm not saying that we should kill people we don't like, but I mean, for show fictional purposes, good for her. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wonder if he was proud. I can't wait to see what Constantine. See, I, I don't her. think, I don't know. Like, see, I don't know if he is really proud or I think Constantine as the father does see, see the same thing in his daughter, his real life daughter, Arena as he does in Villanelle, like whatever sort of sociopathic sort of born killer slash evil tendencies or whatever. I think he has known all along that his daughter has it the same way, you know, he's been able to be a father figure to Villanelle. So I think, I think maybe just hanging with Villanelle gave her the confidence to to do, to do what she has been wanting to do all along. Do we think that Villanelle convinced Irina to run over the stepfather or no do you think that was all her so. doing okay I think that was all her I mean because she already I think any sort of scene we've seen with her she's already kind of been very rambunctious very kind of like I'm gonna do what I want to do yeah um, so I think maybe Villanelle might have been smart enough to drop some hints or something but I don't mm-hmm. think that she had to convince her because I feel like yeah I feel like that um the kind of the will to kill and murder and stuff is already in Irina. And I think Constantine is well aware of that. All right, let's see. Um, hey, shout out to Sinead Legrand. Um, 
And then Taylor, I'm not sure Constantine wants that life for her. That's why they're leaving. That's a good point. I agree. That is I, the point. I do agree with that. I think that Constantine is trying to, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think, and you've seen this, and theoretically, you know, I guess that's what, um, you know, that's what Villanelle's mother said her father did with her. They put her in the orphanage because yeah. they thought she was going to be this killer. Mm-hmm. And now Constantine is doing something where he thinks, it, you know, maybe if we leave, you know, my daughter won't grow up into this serial killer. Theoretically. Yeah. And now it's too late. Or is it? Oh my gosh. She literally well, it's, it's only her first murder. She's not a serial until she kills somebody else. That's so, so. true. You're so right. Verbiage. And so she's far, only- it's, it's only one. That's true. So let's move 14. on to... Oh <laughs> So Villanelle, she gets promoted and she has this meeting with um, Elena. So uh, what did you feel? Because I felt like this whole episode, Villanelle was kind of like, um, almost like when, you know, she first thought Eve was dead. She was just sort of off her game a little bit the whole time. Mm -hmm. She just seemed, you know, emotionally to kind of be going through it. And especially in this scene, what are your Mm -hmm. thoughts about kind of her interaction with being promoted but not really promoted <laughs> yeah I mean I feel like she was definitely unhinged that's all I could think is like we like I said at the beginning we like we jumped straight into like seeing you know Nico and then to this with Elena and Villanelle this scene and I feel like she was not in the right mindset like she looked frazzled in that meeting I was right. honestly for a second I was like I remember thinking because she was so disheveled not her typical Villanelle self I remember watching it when it started and I was like is that the girl from last time? I was like, is that the 12 lady who approached Dash at the pool? And I was like, this can't be the meeting that she was mentioning because this just seems too like, Villanelle is like all over the place right now. She's like out of sorts. So it makes sense though, after what happened, uh, you know, last episode, clearly she cried Constantine when she kind of let her emotions out because he's like an outlet. So um, I think, yeah, she was pissed. She was like, this is bullshit. I'm like, that makes sense um, that you're mad about it. So um, I just, I like Elena. I really like, I don't know the actor's name, but I really like seeing her on screen. And I like, um, I think the scenes with her are captivating. And I think maybe it's just the power of the 12. Like anyone who I suspect is in the 12 right now, watching those scenes is so good because they just have, they carry like this different weight and like swagger to them. Like they're in power and they know it. And so I'm excited to see where that's going. And if we see more of Elena, which we probably will. So yeah. Oh, yes, 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 indeed. Speaking of the 12, so what about when we saw Constantine with um, the boss? Like, at, right after Carolyn was like, okay, do you work for them? And then he's like, Constantine, you know, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> First off, I'm scared for Carolyn, unless she's part of it. We still don't know, but maybe they both are, and we just don't know yet. But I'm like, okay, if she had the nerve to question him about it, then that means that she might be in danger. So that was my first thought. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm scared. Um, But I loved how it was so authentic when Constantine, when he walked in and he scared the crap out of him and he jumped. Like that was really, I don't know the last time you've been actually scared. Like, I don't know about you guys out there. The last time you've actually been like, so you're not expecting something and someone scares you and you jump. I just felt like it was so real. Um, and that gave me a good laugh. Um, and I thought that was fun, but I just could not believe it. I was like, is this guy really in the 12? But um, also I feel like it was revealing too, when he told him, you know, find out who gave the orders because they're going to be killed, which makes me think, holy crap, like no one is safe in this organization. 
it was, I mean, I think I kind of knew that in the back of my head, but that scene really solidified it. Like they can kill anyone. They can kill Carolyn. They'll kill Constantine. Like they clearly killed Kenny. They tried to kill Nico. They'll kill any, any of our favorite characters. This is a Game of Thrones situation. It's like they don't <laughs> care. So I, I think there's definitely going to be, it's going to, crap's going to hit the fan. It's going to hit the fan um, after this scene, I think, because that was very revealing when he was like, we'll basically kill anyone. Uh, but what did exactly. you think? Did you find any Easter eggs? Because you're always looking for those little things. Did you I know, right? No, no, no. I know. I agree with you. And I think that um, it's so interesting. That's like, okay, wait. So, you know, was that woman really supposed to be killed? And why, you know, or was it, you know, because mm-hmm. part of it is, okay, it's like, okay, is Constantine working for, you know, am I six? Is he working for the 12? Is he working for them both? Mm-hmm. You know, and who is working for who? So I think that's kind of the fun of the show. Um, but I think that's when Constantine's like, okay, yeah, I got to get up out of here because now, you know, things are getting hot. And who knows? Like, maybe Constantine ordered it. It's like, what, you know? Oh, wait, I can take that back. Constantine did order it, remember? Because Constantine was the gave, gave her the. Oh baby. my gosh, he did! That's right. That's, right. Well, that's like I was packing it back. He's like, I don't know who ordered that. Woo, let it back up. You're so right, because he literally, he said that, the, you're totally right. I can't believe I forgot. And then at the end was like. That's what I was talking about. I was like, wait, Constantine told Villanella to do it. And he literally was like, well, and if you were responsible, then, you know, you're not safe either. So listen, I don't know what's going to happen, but how many episodes do we have two left? Exactly. So it's funny I'm that you're definitely picking up the pace on it. So, you know, so that was, uh, so that was a so we'll have to see kind of you know what's gonna happen with Constantine and uh all right so let's wrap it up with Villanelle and her um oh well two things Villanelle and then Eve being like this super bowler like what was that that was hilarious I really like that which is like nope I've never bowled (laughs) so I thought Eve was so cool in her dealings with Joshka how did you feel about those from a storytelling perspective, just really love this scene. I thought it was, their dynamic was really cool and that Eve was super ballsy, pun intended. <laughs> but I literally cannot believe she was keeping her cool. Like, I think that's what happens with adrenaline and not even adrenaline, but like pure, like just um, like anger. And like, I wouldn't even say passion because things are falling apart with her and Nico, but you could really see like in that scene, like she was there to figure out, like she's going through what Kaylin's going through. Like she wants to figure out what happened to Nico. And I feel like she knew it and- also, I think it's funny because the fans are right too. And you were right because you guessed this last time. But I remember we talked about how um, all the fans were saying, oh my gosh, Eve uh, is going to know it was Villanelle. So, or it wasn't Villanelle. And then this right. is very evident that she knows. Um, so yeah, I just thought it was interesting. And then she was like, don't talk to people when you're bowling. And like just the, the chitter chatter between them was really interesting. And then to move on to Villanelle, um, I watched that kill, the kill that she made. I watched that while eating dinner and I literally was like, this is more violent. Like I had to be eating dinner during the scene, this kill. And I feel like it was like a way more violent kill than usual when she like stuffed it in his face, like the little face mask. I was like, oh my gosh. Um, But um, yeah, I like to see that scene with her um, and Dasha. I thought that was like cute when Dasha was like helping her with the stitches. Like I was kind of like, I love them. This is like her mom figure. So. Oh, I know. I know. It was tough because it just seems like because she's so rattled or because of whatever, mm-hmm. she like messed up that kill again. It's like, yep. that's the thing. Anytime she's not focused, mm-hmm. there's a mistake and something mm-hmm. happens. And I think 
you know, and that's what's so tough because of that, you know, she told Dashka that, you know, she's trying to get out. And I think yes. that's going to like, you know, even though that's her quote unquote mother figure, that's going to probably be her downfall because Dashka yeah. now is going to have to tell people. Like, yeah. you know, you can't, you can't trust her. But yeah, she got stabbed. So, you know, and this is the first time we've actually seen her, I think, get hurt. You know, so except other than Eve stabbing her. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Eve <laughs> but really, you're her. right. This was the first time. This was the first time that she really, yeah. Oof. And because it's yeah. funny too, because if you compare, I remember I think it was season one when I remember that guy, the kill where she was chasing the guy in the office. I think it was season one. And she was chasing him through and then she got him, but then he was still alive. And then she like finally like, shot him in the head. It's like, that's, e- that's Villanelle when she's focused. And this is Villanelle right. when she's not. So it's exactly. interesting. Like this is like her exactly. crumbling, her decomposition as a killer. Exactly. So it's interesting to watch. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. And again, thank you guys so much for tuning in and joining us in the live chat and leaving your comments because, you know, we're here still under quarantine, yes. but we're, but thank you guys so much for making us the ESPN of TV talk. And uh, we only have two more episodes. So for two more weeks, hang in there with us, you guys, for sure. So thank you so much. And if you're listening to us on iTunes and, you know, give us five stars and don't forget to check out the video and, you know, leave some comments and all that good stuff. So uh, let's move on to our special segment. Uh, <laughs> women who kill, I guess that's what we'll call it this week. That's what I call it. Something different every week. All right. I know. Right. All right. So let's see. Let me pull this up. So there's like so many assassins out of Mexico. I swear to goodness. Okay. So this female assassin, her name is Juana. So some of the female assassins that come out of Mexico actually are like, younger and in jail now so like they don't we don't even get their last names as of yet because they're not you know they're still like you know living their best life so she's a mexican drug hit woman juana date dubbed the little one and she has revealed the detail of her bloody hit jobs so basically she's a female drug assassin and what she would do is she would behead her victims Oh my gosh. And I know, I'm assuming that they're men because it says she drank their warm blood and then she had sex with their dead bodies. Now, um, you know, I don't know about the sex part, but she is, uh, you know, if our photo goes up, she's she's little, but she's cute though. And then she has, she has long red hair. And um, but at this point, I think she actually is, uh, she's part of the Sicarias movement, which means hit women in Mexico. And they basically use their seduction skills to, you know, charm and trick their victims in order to kill them. Um, and so she actually is in prison at this point. So I think she started now that she's in jail. But even this other picture of her, like she has a little hat on that says cartel, but she looks like, you know, a cute little girl you would see twerking on Instagram. But she is... <laughs> She is a killer assassin and, uh, you know, and I guess she thought it made her more scary. I don't know. Like part of me is like, okay, did you really have sex with their dead bodies? I don't know, girl. I don't know if I believe all of that. Work assassin. But it sounds like a good story to tell your jail cell cell inmates. So Juana, she is our female assassin of the week, straight out of Mexico. Oh my gosh. (laughs) All right, so coming up next, 
Uh, Mia, what do you have for us in news and gossip? All right, in news and gossip. That's my title card. That's non-existent, so you're welcome, everyone. <laughs> um, so this week, you know, we've done interviews um, with Sandra Oh. We've done a lot. We've covered, you know, what the fans predict. But this week, I'm excited because uh, Fiona Shaw, who plays Carolyn, did an interview with Good Housekeeping Magazine. So I'll read just a tidbit for you. Killing Eve actress Fiona Shaw, 61, has revealed how the powerful show has changed the game and she isn't ready to retire anytime soon. So we'll get Carolyn a lot more in Killing Eve and hopefully beyond the show, which is exciting. Uh, it goes on to say, Fiona, who plays Carolyn Martins, asked why there wasn't a series like Killing Eve around when she was in her late 30s and says she's waited all her life for the show. Tears. Oh, wow. That's said, cool. Isn't that so fun? I think it's so cool. It seems genuine, too. I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, my God, I love this show. But it seems like she really, this is, it's true statement. There's not a lot of shows like this. Um, and so it seems like, you know, she's clearly really enjoying herself. But the last part she says is women are often portrayed as virtuous. So it's wonderful to not always be good. I think Killing Eve has changed the landscape and the game. Period. Put it on my tombstone, boo. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yes, Fiona. I like you, you know, we saw so many, you know, like James Bond could be like 80 and he's still going to be cool killing people, but nobody's showing the older woman. Like what an mm-hmm. older woman hit women, you know, hit women do. That's yep. you know what I'm saying? In real life, they're just like they get out of prison and they're just cooking cookies. But I like the <laughs> idea of them still. <laughs> I, like, I like the idea of them like Carolyn, they're still in the game making it happen. So I do agree with that. All right. So let's get Cheers. some <laughs> Exactly. Let's get some predictions water. in before we get out of here, Chica. All right. Okay, so I feel like mine are non-specific. Okay. (laughs) So, okay. I'm just going to go with a broad prediction. I just think someone's going down. Not a, I don't think it's going to be a kill, but I think someone's going to get caught or going to be, they're going to be getting themselves out of a sticky situation. I think it's either going to be Dasha or Constantine. Villanelle, maybe. I feel like that wouldn't happen because like you said, Dasha could probably tell on her, but I think... Constantine is going to get himself in a pickle or um, Dasha is like Eve's going to do something about it because she knows or someone else is. So what do you think, Erica? Uh, let's see. So I definitely think that Dashka, Dasha or whatever, she's going to betray <laughs> Villanelle for sure. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like even though she's there stitching her up or whatever, she has to realize that Villanelle is kind of out of control at this point. And mm-hmm. if she's seriously that upset and thinking about leaving then, you know, Constantine is right. They are going to have to kill her and either it's going to be Dashka or Constantine who's probably going to get close mm-hmm. enough to do it. So, excuse me. So I definitely feel like um, they're going to come after Villanelle now that they realize that she's for real about probably leaving. Mm-hmm. So that'll be interesting. Uh, let's see. I don't know. I think Constantine is Kenny's father, but I don't feel like that's going to be anything like to earth shattering at this point and um hmm, I don't know I feel like there's gonna be maybe there's something more for Nico to finally you know make his character worthwhile so let's see (laughs) wait I'm gonna add one more prediction only if you're done sorry go ahead no I'm done I'm done I can't think of anything at the moment (laughs) so I wonder just because it picked up so quickly 
if maybe the brothers from uh, when Villanelle went home and killed the family, her family, I wonder if the brothers will come back or some, if we'll find out more about the mom, because I feel like that'd be a total plot hole not to, since they, Constantine brought it up too, it'd be weird that it's not building to anything or for us to find out information. Or maybe it's supposed to be, you know, a little bit visceral and we're not supposed to really know if her mom was evil or not, some gray area. But I do think we will find out some more. In some I do, you that's a very good point. I mean, I think, uh, you know, you can't really leave people alive in those certain circumstances. So who knows? Maybe that baby brother, maybe he'll turn into a serial killer too and come back. Who oh my God, knows? him and him and Irina. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> they are, the, the children are the future. That's what they are. So, <laughs> all right, you guys, thank you so much again for joining us. We have two more kind of, I'm sure, crazy high stakes filled episodes so definitely come back next week and the following week same place same time and mia where can people find you and what do you want to promote Chica? yes you guys can find me on twitter at hot mess mia you can find me on instagram at yours truly mia i also comment usually below with you guys you can follow my youtube channel um and i'm also on the insecure after show so you can check me out on monday nights as well right before this Cool beans. All right, you guys. Um, I'm Erica Edwards. You can follow me on all of my social media at Erica, E-R-I-K-A, D as in door Edwards. You can catch me here later this evening for uh, Worst Cooks in America or Chefs or whatever. And um, next Sunday will be the last uh, Sunday for Real Housewives of Atlanta. So I will be here at 9 p.m. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Thank Ciao you. for now, folks. Bye. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.